Thank you for tuning in to the Forum on Workplace Inclusion 2023 podcast series. If you enjoy our podcasts, check out our interactive webinar series too. To learn more, visit forumworkplaceinclusion.org slash webinar. Registration is free. Here at the Forum, we get to engage people, advance ideas, and ignite change because of the generous support from our community. If you find our resources meaningful or valuable, please consider supporting the forum today. Visit forumworkplaceinclusion.org slash donate. That's forumworkplaceinclusion.org slash donate. Thank you very much for your support. With that, I'd like to say a thank you to all of our listeners and subscribers. You help support the growth of the podcast and help us reach new listeners. If you like what you're hearing on the forum podcast, please consider writing a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you've already written a review, thank you. Please consider sharing our podcast with a friend or family member or a colleague you think might find value in the content. Word of mouth is the best way the forum grows. Thank you very much for listening and sharing. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Forum on Workplace Inclusion podcast series. I'm Ben Rue, Program Manager here at the Forum. We're really looking forward to today's podcast, Unleash the Magical Momentum of Group Mentoring Circles to Reinvigorate ERGs, with Lisa M. Ong of Wishing Out Loud, LLC. Are your employee research groups losing steam? Research shows mentoring is a proven solution for the advancement and retention of top talent. Many organizations do not have enough mentors to meet the requests. More hybrid and remote work environments make it more difficult for employees to find mentors and find the time to connect. In this episode, we'll learn how group mentoring circles can allow you to scale your mentoring efforts, maximize your reach, excite your mentors, ignite peer mentoring, and save your mentors' time. Listeners will understand how group mentoring can be easily scaled within an ERG to spark deeper connections and a sense of community and belonging, learn how to launch and sustain momentum with budget-friendly resources to increase executive leadership and employee engagement, and gain ideas on how to provide equitable access to mentoring and potential sponsorship as you grow the program. Lisa M. Ong, PCC CPA, President and Founder of Wishing Out Loud LLC. She is an award-winning diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging strategy consultant, speaker, and professional certified executive coach. As a widely known talent gardener and inclusion connector, CEOs and CHROs hire her to create or co-create their DEIB strategy to cultivate inclusive cultures as great places to work. She enjoys coaching and mentoring DEIB leaders to strategically position their work to capture impact in measuring progress and KPIs. She sees how DEIB intersects with employee engagement, well-being, and increased reporting in ESG disclosures. Before launching Wishing Out Loud LLC, Lisa was a National Diversity Director in PwC's Office of Diversity and Inclusion, an HR Director, and a Financial Audit Senior Manager. She designed strategies to retain, develop, and advance diverse talent. She focused on employee resource groups, mentoring, national sponsorships, multicultural employee talent 
retention, and advancement efforts, and growing inclusive leaders at all levels. Lisa helps individuals and organizations achieve goals, emphasizing inclusive leadership skills for meaningful relationships. She shares her coaching approach with her clients to discover their strengths, treat dream big and keep strategically wishing out loud to create opportunities to shine and be their best. Thank you so much for being here, Lisa. I've been particularly excited about your podcast. Just while the name alone just makes me excited and happy. It's so magical. Um, And it's just, uh, I feel like it's something that's really needed right now. Um, And before we get started. I just want to go over, we're going to be covering a lot of things, but I just want to go over the things that we won't be covering. Um, We won't be covering what an ERG is or how to set up an ERG. We've done quite a few um, podcasts and webinars on ERGs, so if you want more information about those, um, visit our website. Um, We won't be going over how to train mentors. We've also done content to that, and we won't be going into exhaustive lists of potential topics, again, just because there's, uh, we. I mean, We've got a pretty long list of things that we are going to go over. But before we hop on in, Lisa, will you just uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you um, got to this point and with, um, you know, with magical momentum? Thanks, Ben. Yeah. I'm Lisa Ong, and I use the pronoun she, her. And I like to say I'm a talent gardener and inclusion connector, right? If I say diversity consultant. Right. If I if I say diversity consultant, sometimes that's not something that people want to engage with. She's going to sell me something or make me feel uncomfortable. But when I tell people I'm an inclusion connector and talent gardener, they say, what is that? So, yeah. well, I'm a certified executive coach. Right. So I love helping people grow their skills and leadership skills. You've got recruiters who bring them in. I'm a coach that helps grow them up. And then I'm an inclusion connector because I love connecting my circles, making them bigger and connecting them to other people's circles. And so I was very excited to be able to share this low cost, easy lift (laughs) solution with you because I also am a, a, I call myself a DEI plus belonging or DEIB consultant because I've noticed over my years of working in the diversity inclusion space that even though they added equity, right, there's still people who are confused that don't know what DEI is. But when I say I'm also DEI plus belonging, everybody understands what it feels like not to belong, right? Yeah. And it it helps diffuse people who say, I don't get that DEI stuff, Lisa. And I said, well, we're going to anchor on humankind and we're going to build communities that connect because we know that people learn through the power of stories, right? And so this this topic came to mind because I saw lots of my corporate clients launching employee resource groups, and then three years later, struggling because no one was coming to their employee resource groups or their budgets were cut, Mm -hmm. and they couldn't do these fabulous events with food, fun, and festivals anymore. And they said, how can we get people to come? And the, it was very frustrating for the employee resource group leaders because, number one, they were tagged as someone that could lead these groups. Of mm-hmm. course, they didn't have much budget and they weren't being paid. And yeah. so when people stop coming, it's really disappointing. And so they were asking, what could we do differently uh, to re-engage everyone? The good news is we have these groups. The bad news is fatigue is kicking in. Yeah. Um, 
And without lots of budget, sometimes people's creativity gets a little bit stymied. Yeah, and and also like buy-in from leadership. Um, so first of all, or um, what is magical momentum? Uh, it's like you know, like I guess I love it in the title. And why is it necessary for ERG groups? So to sustain that initial energy of what excited you when you launched that ERG, it's sort of like marriage, right? It's like, I wish you that love that you had on your wedding day, right? Same with the employee resource groups. How do you sustain and build an employee resource group that has got long-term viability, right? Something that people, because you're asking people to participate in things that they often have to step away from their day job to participate in, and then they have to make up the time usually, unless their company is really wonderful and gives them that time as part of their job. I have seen clients who've actually included participation in the employee resource groups as part of their job. So it's paid time and encouraged for participation. But how are you going to get them to come when they're already working really hard? Particularly the last two years, um, people are being asked to do more with less. So if I'm being invited to yet another event, do I want to go or give up my lunch hour to participate? So it goes to the heart of what's in it for me mm-hmm. and what can we do that will get them coming, not only feed their souls, but have them want to invite all their friends and keep coming back. So I ask the my coaching clients, because I coach a lot of diversity leaders and employee resource group leaders, and I mm-hmm. said, let's zoom out for a minute. Let's not think of events. Let's think of experiences. What experiences were particularly memorable for you, valuable to you, and has really helped you accelerate your learning and your career? Why? Because everybody wants to do better. Everyone wants to learn and grow. If you can can build your transferable skills and get promoted, too, why not? Right? Multitasking at its best. So I was like, if we could create something like that, what would it look like? And that's where we came up with this idea. So is that so? That's where you came up with group mentoring circles. Group mentoring circles. The reason it came up was often as those stories came out, people would say, "Well, Lisa, the biggest advancement I made in my career was when I had a mentor and a sponsor." Mm-hmm. But my challenge is, I've joined an organization where I'm working completely remote or hybrid. It's hard to find the mentors and sponsors now. But if I had a group mentoring circle where I could have access to potential mentors and sponsors, right, I could learn through the power of their uh, lived experiences here and learn the culture and navigate the culture, that would be so valuable. It's like, well, what's holding you back? They said, I don't know who to ask or everybody else is really busy, Mm -hmm. right? And if I talk to potential mentors, they already have three mentees. They're not willing to take on another one. Yeah. And when I ask senior executives, would you be willing to mentor or sponsor someone? They immediately think, oh, gosh, this is a long-term relationship. I got to carve an hour out of my schedule every week. Who has time for that, right? I said, but if we created a group mentoring circle, this would allow us to scale mentoring reach. So I'm not asking you to have a long-term relationship with all the mentees who come to the group mentoring circle. I'm just asking you to come to join the circle and share some of your experiences, what's worked for you, 
right? That might spark some questions in the group. But the magic that happens is that oftentimes through the stories that their stories invite in that circle, they get reverse mentoring out of it. True. They get to hear some, they get to hear some of the stories about, oh, so that's what it feels like when you're the only one. Yeah. Or, oh, that's what imposter syndrome feels like to you. So the, the magic of these group mentoring circles is you're holding space for these stories to come out so that the participants are like, oh, I'm not the only one that feels this way, right? Oh, I have a safe space to share what's on my heart or what kind of support I need. Which is right? so important. It's so needed now, right? And and they're like, it's not a support group as much as an opportunity to learn mm-hmm. from lived experiences of others, but also connect with others who have shared similar interest across differences. So the group mentoring circles are not simply um, segmented by affinity groups. Mm -hmm. So we don't just have a group mentoring circle for Asians, Latinos, Blacks, right? Uh, We create group mentoring circles based on shared interests. So maybe it's caregivers. Maybe it's parents with teenagers. Oh, my goodness. I was going to say, God bless them. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's individuals who are receiving feedback on their performance evaluations that Mm -hmm. they need to elevate their communication skills. Right? Yeah. We had one group that said, I love to travel. I would love to have a group mentoring circle where people could share places they've gone. Like, how do you travel the world on a budget? True. (laughs) I want to be in that group mentoring circle. Also, like managing getting the time off to travel, you know, within the company. Um, right. Yeah. Or how are you making that work? Right. And during COVID, so many of us weren't able to travel mm-hmm. and budget's an issue. But if I'm a member of the traveling group mentoring circle, I can live vicariously through the stories of everyone else. True. That is a very great and point. And when you come back from your vacation, don't you always want to share your slides and everyone kind of rolls their eyes? But in this particular group mentoring circle, you could do that. Yeah, these people are excited to see your, wow, sharing your slides. That is an old school reference with a little clicker. Um, now Same with new parents, the- right? New parents and new grandparents. They can't yeah. just share one picture. They want to share like scrolling. Exactly. Now now people just take out their phone and they just scroll. I And I love that you mentioned like that it's the it's an opportunity for the mentor to also learn from the mentees in the group. We just, and also um, it reminded me, we just, the previous podcast we did was about feedback and, um, um, and, you know, this new app to provide, make it easier for well frontline workers to provide feedback to, you know, the management. And I think that, uh, you know, I could see that being a good opportunity with these mentoring circles to not only share your experience, but maybe share some feedback and in a point where you know you're going to get heard. Um, and yeah, and then, yeah, and and that's something that we also uh, advocate at the forum too, like with all our sessions um, at the conference, especially where, you know, we tell our presenters, you may be the only one presenting, but you are like, you know, you can still learn from the people in the room too. Like, you know, it's about communal, communal learning. So it's really cool. I love that concept. And yeah, and like you said, it costs almost nothing and people will come to, you know, uh, hear from this mentor, you know, how often do they, how do they meet or the, the mentor come in? So it really depends on the format, mm-hmm. right? So 
you know, when I offer group mentoring circles as a potential solution for employee resource groups, I ask, how often are you meeting now? Okay. Right. Right. Is it monthly? Um, the group mentoring circles, what works best is if the group is less than 20. Okay. Because if the group gets too big, not everyone has a chance to share or build those relationships. Ideally, yeah. the same group's getting together on a regular basis and then welcoming new members in. I had one client, call, uh, they created a group mentoring circle for new to the company. Oh, so that's that great. Crossed, crossed lots of different um, dimensions of diversity, mm-hmm. but it was a clear business case because when you're new to the company, you want to meet other people who are new or other people who've been around who are willing to mentor those who are new. Yeah. And uh, having a regular cadence, like um, every second Friday, second and third Friday, lets people know to market on their calendars and show up when they can. Mm-hmm. And it does help to have a um, facilitator that's comfortable holding space and engaging people remotely on. We do these remotely because okay. so many of the workplaces are hybrid. Um, and that costs nothing because then I don't have to pay for snacks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, snacks are expensive. I just be like, get your own snacks. You're at home. <laughs> We're going to give you 10 minutes. Go get your snack. And then but the other back. plus about holding them um, virtually is you can turn on the closed captioning. So for individuals who English is not their first language or if it's global, they can translate. Right. They can translate it back to their own language. Yeah. Um, so Those. and they can participate in the chat. So some of us, I'm an introvert and I can't always participate live on the fly really yeah. fast. But if I'm in a virtual setting and they have the activated chat, it allows me to type my thoughts was, and still participate. I was going to say it's kind of ironic and an introvert doing a podcast right now. Um, also, who is a coach and public speaker. So um, who knows? I think you could do a whole podcast on how you manage that. <laughs> Well, as an introvert, I just know that with high self-awareness, right, that I recharge my energy mm-hmm. from being alone. And Same. so I always laugh because podcasts, you can just leave meeting when you're done. And then yeah, exactly. And just rest. I only have to turn it on for a half hour. I'm good. Exactly. Just turn it on. And it's just like, and then you're done. You don't have to like talk to people afterwards. You just, it's all done. Um, and, you've, and you've gone over a couple of great reasons already about do you have any um, any uh, more reasons why you think group mentoring circles may be potential solution for ERGs that are struggling? Yeah, um, I'm hearing from some of the members of the ERGs that uh, a lot of the ERGs just have big keynote speakers. They come, they sit, they listen mm-hmm. to a keynote speaker, and they leave. And they're missing the connection. Okay. Right. Part of the value of the employee resource group is connecting to one another connecting to leadership and connecting to the community. Yeah. And so how can they connect to one another if their if their monthly meeting is an hour and they hear a speaker for 45 minutes? There's no opportunity to truly get to know one another. Through the group mentoring circles, it's more informal. Mm-hmm. You know the people that are coming are eager to make friends and meet others that are joining the circle because that's the purpose. It's almost a subset of your employee resource group. Right. That people that are hungry, looking for the mentors or looking uh, to share their wisdom. Right. Uh, People Mm -hmm. like myself who are not afraid to talk about our lessons learned and mistakes. We all are going to hit career speed bumps. And and if I can share my ouches so that you don't hit the speed bump too quick. Yeah. Right. I don't want you to go fast and furious and derail. 
if I can help lower the pain and the speed bump by <laughs> sharing the mistakes I made, I'm I'm more than happy to do that. Showing your scars, <laughs> sharing your battle scars. Um, yeah, that is a that is yeah, it was, I a very great point. And I and I just I was struck by the whole concept or what you just said about how it doesn't have to be the whole ERG. It could be a smaller group of the ERG who's just like, hey, we want to, you know, this is a program that's available for just, you know, if you want it, like if you want this, it's yeah, that's also really cool. I didn't hadn't thought about that because then that I mean you can come up with a cool marketing name, right? Like I think one of my groups we called Edge, right? Okay. Enterprise Development Growth and Excellence, you know? Or you can one of them were like, let's not overthink it. Let's just call them campfire circles, because that's yeah. really what it is. It's very informal. There's no slides. You literally pull up a log, <laughs> sit down in, in the Zoom, and let's chat, right? Um, really informal, um, so that people don't feel like they have to over plan something. Yeah. They just throw out the topics like, is there anyone else that wants to work on building their digital brand? Let's have a session on sharing you know, resources, our knowledge, and what works for us. Yeah. What are the hashtags you use? Who are the influencers you follow, right? Um, they can literally, it's almost like a group mentoring circle meetup. <laughs> True. <laughs> and, a pop-up. And, yeah, and then, every, and then every voice does get heard because, you know, if it's not the, yeah, the big whole. And they group. can take turns leading them, right? So yeah. if you have one organizer who sends out the links and, you know, sends out the save the dates and the second, you know, whatever, if it is the second Fridays of the month, you've got one organizer, right? Mm -hmm. But you can take turns co-leading the campfire circles. Yeah. Take the important thing out. is to create the space, right? Yeah. Um, and you mentioned like planning. How do you plan an initial session or pilot to gather to gather momentum and more information before launching uh, like a program like this, a more extensive program. Well, I can share what, what's worked for me. I, that's I'm not what, sure that's that what we're it, here for. <laughs> I'm not sure it will work in every organization, <laughs> depending on the culture. Mm -hmm. But what I have found works well whenever I have a new idea is to launch a pilot first. Because mm -hmm. nobody expects a pilot to be successful except for my pilots, because I predetermine the success of the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle brag. So I, say, I go, let's pilot something. And they're like, okay. <laughs> but I, I'll I'll start small mm -hmm. and I'll listen to the group. Like, like I said, asking a simple question. Yeah. What's a topic you would love to give an hour of your lunch to come join us if we could deliver it for you? What would be valuable? What would be most helpful? What do you need now? Mm -hmm. Give me three topics, right? We pull the group and then we're like, okay. Next Friday, we're going to do a, a group mentoring session on survivor guilt after a layoff. Mm -hmm. For those of you that are still working and all your friends were laid off and you need a forum to come together, talk about what you're going through and ask for some help. We're here for you. Boom. That one filled quickly. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so with a pilot, you got to get your key stakeholders in, informed as to what you're doing and what the purpose is. Right, not just the ERG leaders, but the ERG sponsors. Mm -hmm. It's helpful to have HR, helpful to have legal, helpful to have, you know, other senior leaders knowing what you're doing so they're not surprised. Yeah. Right. And also saying what it is and what it's not. So it's group mentoring. It's not therapy. <laughs> it's not a venting session, right? Yes. It's not a place to uh, make legal claims. There's the ethics hotline for conduct that's not respectful. Yeah. That's not what this is about. 
This is about sharing experiences to help uplift others. And like I said, through the power of the stories, create the space for others to listen and share. I love that. I just got to keep, um, since you said it, the visual of a campfire and just sharing stories around the campfire, that would be, that'd be actually really cool. I feel like if you're listening and you want to do this, you should actually take your your circle camping um, but uh um and how do you just make sure you're not in a fire zone oh yeah and make sure you're not in the office don't go camping in your office that i feel like that should be a given but you never know but it's girl scout cookie time so you can buy those some wars cookies and just pretend you're around the camp. true that is true you just put some like get some pillows and put them in a circle and eat girl scout cookies and share again all these ideas they're up for grabs um, well, and Girl Scout cookies, right? You're you're helping grow girl leaders, so that's supporting. True. Supporting uh, your corporate social responsibility what, I was gonna say, as well. Which what what are your favorites? Favorite Girl Scout cookies? I love Thin Mints. I think it's the mm. best marketing idea ever. Thin having thin in a cookie. <laughs> that that's fair. Um, it's very deceiving. It's like I oh, mean, they, they copied it right with Skinny Girl Margaritas too. True. Bethany Frankel, um, <laughs> but it's like yeah, it's like it'll make they're thin and they'll make your breast smell great. You have to get these, and there's an adorable little girl selling it. Um, I'm more of a Samoa person, although they have multiple names. Yeah, with the coconut. Yeah, those yeah, are my yeah. I, that's my second favorite. Yeah, uh, I was. Have you seen the meme about like this is getting a little off track? But there's like I don't know if it's true, but this when California legalized marijuana, this Girl Scout set up her little um, stand right outside of one of the like like vendors, like the first mar marijuana shops, and she like sold out right away because of <laughs> people coming yeah out of yeah um, out of the marijuana shop and just wanting cookies really bad for some reason. <laughs> well, she's a smart cookie to understand yeah, the was, context of people being hungry and being in the right place at the right time yes and i mean and that's real that's that's what group mentor circles are you've got to be proactive and be there at the yeah. right place at the right time and they can share and, that and, and realize yeah and realize that it's not going to be necessarily a huge success right off the bat when i launched the pilot i'm like let's invite 20 people and mm -hmm. if five show up that's a good start. And if yeah. those five, you know, we do a survey afterwards. It's like, was this worth your time? Mm -hmm. Would you invite a friend on a scale from one to five? How effective was this? Yeah. Right? And what other topics would you like to hear about? Right. So you're constantly getting feedback as you're going through the pilot. Nice. Right? And, and how, um, how did you, how do you convince the mentors? So what I did was I said, I'm holding this space. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm looking for mentors. I know you're a fabulous mentor because mm -hmm. everybody told me this. I crowdsourced the information and asked as I walked down the halls, who's your favorite mentor here? So and shameless flattery. More, right. If three or more people said the same person, that's who I went and asked. Oh, nice. Right? Or I said, "Is who do you admire here at the company that you would love to be able to have an opportunity to hear from? Mm -hmm. Right. Or a skill set you want to learn. So a lot of people said um, they wanted to build their business development skills. Mm hmm. And relationship, customer relationship management skills and how to deal with tough conversations. So we're like, okay, let's ask the chief marketing officer. Let's ask the chief communications officer. Right? Yeah. Because those are the specific skill sets that they wanted to build to learn how to navigate in the corporate culture or their organization's culture to be more effective in their roles. So when I approach those executives with that 
request, they could see the business case. Yeah. They could see it wasn't fluff. They could see the benefit of not only am I doing mentoring, I'm reaching more people all at once, right? For my one hour, I'm going to reach 20 people (laughs) versus having to do 20 separate mentoring. Um, But we could also record it with their approval. Uh, That's kind of a debate because sometimes I don't want to record because we're trying to create a safe Mm -hmm. space. So we'll ask the group, is it okay if we record just the mentor when they're doing their little 15 minute spiel and then we'll stop the recording that way. If it was super fabulous, which it usually is, (laughs) we don't have to make that mentor repeat their story over and over. We can like back by popular demand, hit play and have a discussion. Isn't, I feel like that's one of the um, only positive things, well, few positive things to come out of COVID is that people are so much more comfortable doing virtual meetings, and which allows you to do things like record it and then, you know, play it over, share it extensively and um, for people who aren't able to attend or like you said, so this mentor isn't having to tell the same fabulous story over and over and over. Right. And you want to capture the magic live. Like sometimes when they're telling the story, they don't even realize it's magic and they're they're just dropping gems and nuggets everywhere. And then where you're like, oh, that was fabulous. Could you do it again? They're like, don't remember what I said. Yeah. Like (laughs) do what now? It's like, like my mom with cooking, everyone always asks for recipes and she's like, I don't, I don't use recipes. I just kind of throw things in there. So it's like, you know, and so it's never quite the same. Um, so who, uh, who has benefited the most from these mentoring circles, would you say? Well, originally when we created them, we thought the participants would ben- benefit the mm-hmm. most. Uh, I would admit that I benefit- benefited also as a diversity leader. Sometimes yeah. the work we do is exhausting and you don't think you're making a difference. And then when you see the magic happen of following that same recipe of hold the space, yeah. invite individuals to come, right? My company's called Wishing Out Loud. Wish out loud yes. for the right for the right resources, opportunities, connections, knowledge, and support. They do come. It's like, and so as the host and facilitator, mm-hmm. I benefit a lot because it recharges me. Yeah. But I hear the same feedback from the mentors too. Yeah. Like here, I thought I was going to come and bestow wisdom, and I actually learned more from listening to their reactions, questions, and feedback to me as a result of the time we spent together. Right. Especially like when they shared a story that said, well, this is how I do business development. I take my clients out to lunch, this and this. And one young lady raised her hand and she said, it's probably easier for you to invite your clients to lunch because you don't have to worry if they're going to hit on you. He's like, oh, oh, right. Younger, pretty female asking clients out to to meals. Right. She's like, he goes, I hadn't thought of that before. Right. That is something to think about. We were able to bring up some deeper level questions that might not come up in an initial mentoring mm-hmm. session on things that they're struggling with, right? Somebody said, I keep hearing in the leadership training that we're supposed to learn from our mistakes, you know, fail fast, move forward. But as a person of color, I'm the only one on my team and people are looking for me to fail fast and be fired. Yeah. I don't have the luxury of making a mistake because every little thing I do is going to be called out. And because of that, I'm so afraid to make mistakes that I make a mistake. Yeah. Gets in your right. head. Hearing that. Yeah. Hearing that in a group mentoring circle, someone else goes, I'm experiencing that too. Or the mentors hearing that go, what can I do to lessen that pressure yeah. to truly create a, a safe space for you to thrive and grow? Which is great. Uh, again, that's such a, a um, it's such a mutually beneficial idea. Um 
and and yeah, it gives such vital um, knowledge and feedback to the mentor who probably wouldn't get, you know, be have the opportunity to get all of that in, you know, a, a formal meeting or something, you know, or, or, or where people feel less comfortable sharing their stories and their um, their experiences and yeah, and giving honest feedback. I that yeah that I'm. I really love that. Uh, again, it kind of like goes back to a tie into the forum in our conference again, how we always say that, you know, everybody benefits in the room, um, you know, not just the presenter or not just the participants, but also the presenters. Um, speaking of our conference, I heard a little rumor that you are going to be participating this year again. Would you like to share? Yes, the Forum and Workplace Inclusions Annual Conference is the conference for DEI leaders. I tell people that all the time. We didn't tell her and to say that. I, <laughs> and I had the pleasure and honor to be invited to participate last year virtually. And it was my first time. And even virtually, we created group mentoring circles. Yeah. So I, I got to participate as the facilitator coach for the DEI careers and then the career manage, managing your DEI role and careers management groups. And it was just a wonderful place because a lot of the training that you go to teaches you the what, but not the how. Yes. And these group mentoring circles that you've created as part of your conference allows individuals to bring all their questions and share with the group. So all I have to do is facilitate. And so they asked me to come back and do that again this year. And I said, absolutely. It, it really refueled me for the year. And I met so many fabulous connections. Yes, and we're really excited to have you back, and even more excited after this um, after this podcast for the wonderful group mentoring that you're going to be doing during the conference, which is March 27th through 29th. All right, this, the group mentoring is only on the first day, correct? Or is it? I should uh, the know. Early this. morning. Yeah, I get early. the early morning. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a morning person. Not only am I an introvert, I'm a morning person. So I'm like, is it six or seven a.m.? They're like, oh no, 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 not that early. Oh God, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Um, no, no, no. Uh, I think, but it's, it's always the first session in the morning. Yes. Well, th uh, thank you so much, Lisa, for this wonderful podcast and just a great conversation. I know you said it, you feel energized by doing these, but I also feel really energized, you know, from our conversation today. So thank you so, so much for coming in and for being part of our 2023 podcast series. Well, thanks for inviting me. Thank you again, Lisa, for this wonderful podcast, and thank you to you, our listeners, for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about how group mentoring circles can reinvigorate your ERG, visit www.wishingoutloud.com. New episodes of the Forum Podcast are available at forumworkplaceinclusion.org forward slash podcast. You can also find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Stitcher. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day. Thank you again for listening to the Forum and Workplace Inclusion Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to get updates and latest episodes. Also, tell us what you think by reviewing our podcast. We love to hear your feedback. For more information, visit us at forumworkplaceinclusion.org or search Workplace Forum on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you very much and have a great day. The Forum on Workplace Inclusion podcast is recorded at Augsburg University in Minneapolis, Minnesota. One of the most diverse private colleges in the Midwest, Augsburg University offers more than 50 undergraduate majors and nine graduate degrees to 3,000 students of diverse backgrounds at its campus in the vibrant center of the Twin Cities and nearby Rochester, Minnesota locations. Augsburg educates students to be informed citizens, 
thoughtful stewards, critical thinkers, and responsible leaders. Augsburg education is defined by an excellence in the liberal arts and professional studies guided by the faith and values of the Lutheran Church and shaped by its urban and global settings. Learn more at augsburg.edu.